Good morning, Gretna family. It is so good to join together once again this morning for a time of worship and ministry and just connecting with each other and loving one another. I want to thank Herb and Nancy and Stanley for their musical talents this morning as we, and even Shirley, she is always so good with the music. Um, it's just good to be here. Today, I am privileged to share my story of where God has brought me from and where he's leading me to. The whole of humanity has been asking questions since the beginning, and the biggest one, arguably the greatest one of them, is this. Who am I? What am I doing here? Why am I here? Especially in the time that we're in right now, we find ourselves looking for a source of peace and purpose. And I think God's done very well with giving me that peace and that purpose in my life throughout the years. Today I want to answer that question, who am I? From a personal perspective through my life and share my story with you and how God has continually shown me who I am in his plan. So I want to go back to 1991. Wow, almost 29 years now. I feel old, thanks. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a really wonderful story how I, came, how I came to be in this world because God was all over it. I was born in August of that year and I had immediate problems even before my birth. My mom's water broke in July of that year, and two months later, after laying in traction that whole time, she was able to give birth to me. I was still two months premature from where I should have been, supposedly. With that being said, I was very blessed to have the medical intervention that was available at the time, but it was a huge struggle, and God definitely had a hand in most of that. I was born with a blood infection that they had to give me a transfusion for, as well as basically the prognosis that I wouldn't live more than a couple hours, which, looking at me right here and now, obviously they were wrong. Doctors are allowed to be human too. <laughs> but illness was a constant, um, a pretty constant thing for me growing up for the first six or seven years of my life. I was put on a feeding tube because I couldn't eat by mouth because of complications from not having the same uh, instincts that most babies would have. Another thing was just my mental instabilities and struggles that I've dealt with throughout the years. I found out in tw roughly 2012 that I'm diagnosed with a form of autism called Asperger's syndrome, and it's basically a high-functioning form of it. It affects more of my social abilities rather than does my intelligence. Although, people would still question that, and I do too. <laughs> um, my childhood wasn't really the greatest, but I always had my mother. From the time I was very small, I remember my mom as being a pillar of strength and just a source of hope and love in my life for many different reasons. She was the one that introduced me to God from an early age, even as we attended a Mormon church, which 
let me tell you, that wasn't the greatest of things. Um, many different people, um, many different people have brought me to the place that I am today. I have had many father figures over the years, although my biological father wasn't exactly involved in many of the most, many of those things. My first huge father figure that I have even now is our pastor, Rob Sarns. He has been a huge help in just keeping me as much as he can on the straight and narrow and helping me to navigate where God's will is leading me in this time and place, which is really helpful. Thank you, Rob. Two years ago, actually three now, I would have said I would never dare walk into a small country church and feel welcome. Three years ago, I would have never imagined having Gretna as my home church. But throughout all of this, I have found a home here. I have found many people that I love, many people that I have been able to connect with and touch their lives in blessed fashions. All, all through God's help, all through God's plan. So where does that lead me today? Well, today we are still dealing with the effects of the COVID-19 crisis and response to that crisis. We have many different teams of scientists and doctors trying to control the spread as much as possible and trying to keep us safe as often as we can be. We also have other fears, other struggles. Those of us in the congregation that are struggling with illness, like my mother. About a month ago, month and a half ago, she was, actually about two months ago now, she was sent to the hospital ER with low blood pressure and very shortness, severe shortness of breath. And we come to find out that she had a spot on her left lung that was suspicious. So the least to say. And so we went through the trials and the tests and discovered about a month ago that it was cancerous. And we've started the long journey towards a hopeful recovery. And throughout all of that, um, throughout all of that, the biggest constant and the greatest source of hope and comfort has been from the Lord. I draw my strength often from him because of many of the difficulties that I cannot face alone, nor should I nor should any of us. Continually growing in faith is something that we all will experience no matter what our age. We can be in our 90s and still learn something new about God every moment. Or we can be in our single-digit years just learning how to walk, talk, and everything else and be looking at the world around us and love the beauty that God has given us in this, in this wonderful life we call ours. <clears throat> what can we learn from this? There are, th there are four main things that we all need to be aware of in order to keep our, 
sanity, but also keep our eyes focused on the Lord. Number one, God is in control. The 23rd Psalm is my favorite one of all of them because this is where I draw most of my peace when I need that comforting word. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the midst of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the Lord's house forever. Isn't that a beautiful picture of encouragement for us? That even though we might be in the midst of trouble, which a lot of us find ourselves in every once in a while, God still has the reins of our life and can do what needs to be done in order to bring us through that trouble. That doesn't mean, like Rob said a couple weeks ago, or even last week, I'm not sure, that we won't encounter trouble that we alone cannot handle. But it does mean that we'll always have an exit route. God is faithful to help us through things. Secondly, we shouldn't worry about the future. And it's really a, um, a common thing for us. Uh, generalized anxiety disorder is probably one of the most prevalent um, psychological issues that many people suffer from. Whether you're a common working person or a stay-at-home mom, you can have issues with anxiety. But Jesus in Matthew 6 says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, no gather into barns, and yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they are? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of your life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the valley, how they grow, and yet they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What will we eat, or what shall we drink, or what will we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. <laughs> and today's troubles all 
It's enough already. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to worry about the future. The future's got, that's tomorrow. That's next week, next month. Worry about today, worry about, well, don't worry so much. But think about now. Think about today. Think about this moment where you can seek God's will in this situation you might be in. Life is a lot more blessed than any of us know. And a lot less trouble than you might think at first. Thirdly, faith carries us through. Ephesians 2.8 says, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is God's gift. If faith can allow us to accept the gift of salvation, then it can carry us through any difficulty that we may have. Because as long as we have faith in God, as long as we have faith in the things that matter, everything else will fall into line where it needs to, where God ordains it to go. Oftentimes, I ask myself, why does this happen? Why did this go wrong? And the, the, the honest answer is, it just did. There may be a reason why. There may not be a reason why in the grand scheme of things. It just happens. Should we continue to dwell on it? No. Should we carry our faith out into the world, and should we allow ourselves to lean on that when nothing else makes sense? Yeah, <laughs> because at the end of the day, what really, truly helps us is when we hold on to the rock that is our salvation, Jesus Christ. Finally, God's got the final say in all this. He even says in Revelation 22, 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. And if he's the end-all to be end-alls, why should we worry about anything before that? I mean, yeah. Danger, it happens. Worrying comes along, even if we don't want it to. Illness, sickness, loss. All of these things are part of the human condition and a common human life. But the one thing that matters above all is that we know he's got this. I could have, in many areas of my life, given up. I could have said, I'm done. In fact, I tried to over a two-digit number, I'll just say. And I'm not happy about that because I know that was a low point in my life every time. But God has carried me through for a reason. God will carry you through for a reason. We all have a part to play. We just need to have faith that he knows that, even if we're not sure of it, because let's be honest, I'm not sure. I still have no clue. <laughs> even now I'm like, what am I doing? But God knows, and God cares, and God loves you. So I'll leave you all with this. No matter how difficult life may get, no matter how hopeless things are, no matter how desperate you might be to just 
let it all go and let it all end. There's always a way. And God is that way. I would invite you that if you've never before called Jesus your Lord and Savior, that you do so today, now. Because no one knows the day or the hour when the Lord will come back. But when he does, when that finally happens, there won't be any second chances. Wouldn't you rather at least take the gamble that this is the right answer rather than hoping that your answer is the right one, that your answer is the one that will lead you to happiness? Happiness in this life is temporary, but joy in the Lord lasts eternally. Won't you join us as brothers and sisters in Christ? That, I think, would be a great blessing for each and every one of us. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, as we've gathered today to thank you for your providence in situations like these, for your grace, for your mercy, for your ultimate victory over the grave, over suffering, over all these afflictions that we, that we still deal with. We thank you for your son. We thank you for the gift of life in him, life eternal, life joyful. We ask that you would center our hearts and our minds on you, Lord, on the things that you have prepared for us and the things that you have taught us through your word and through others that know you. I thank you for the gift of being able to still gather, even online, even in this manner. And we ask that each and every one of us go from here today with peace in our hearts. And no matter what may happen, you're in control. And you've got this. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you all for joining. Um, uh, am I still recording? I thank you all for joining us. And I want to just welcome you back again next week. Have a good day.